Today is a high festival day in the church year. It's Ascension Day. But sometimes Ascension Day, like uh, Father's Day, is one of those sometimes forgotten days. We confess in the Apostles' Creed that we believe in Jesus who ascended to heaven and sits on the right hand of the Father. But how often do we think of what these words actually mean and convey? Forty days after Jesus rose from the dead, he gathered his apostles and disciples and returned in glory to his Father. Why did Jesus stick around for 40 days? His work of paying for the sins of the world was completed on Good Friday and ratified on Easter. He had won the victory. He crushed the head of Satan. He freed us from our sins and he restored life to us. But Jesus cared about his people. During these 40 days, he appeared numerous times to many people, 500 at once, to confirm the fact that he was really alive. But he also spoke to them of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. He prepared them as he prepares you to go out in his name. And so this morning we read the account of Jesus' ascension as contained in the book of Acts, the second volume of Luke's story of Jesus and the church, chapter 1, verses 6 to 10. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? But he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Jesus' ascension command is simple, and yet is so seemingly difficult to put into practice. Can you imagine what that small group of disciples and apostles thought when Jesus said, you're going to be my witnesses to the entire world. But Jesus said they didn't have to be anybody special. They didn't have to be special quali- have special qualifications. They didn't have to formulate a plan to disciple the world. All they had to do was tell what they had seen and heard. 
so it is with us. We're not eyewitnesses, but we are witnesses through the Word. Have you ever thrown a rock into a quiet pool and then watched the ripples spread till they finally reached shore? Jesus said, this is what is going to happen. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, immediate area of Judea, Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And by the end of that first century, the apostles themselves, in Thomas, had gotten to India. They had gotten to Italy, Greece, Spain, Egypt. The word of the Lord grew. But we can make the same, make the same mistake the disciples did. And they said, uh, Lord, will you at this time finally restore the earthly kingdom to Israel. We want you to be an earthly king with an earthly army. And sometimes, too, we think of our task in terms of numbers, of influence, of power. You need to be clear what your role is as a witness to Jesus. You're not alone. Jesus has given you the tools to accomplish what he tells you to do. He told the disciples, don't do anything until you receive power through the Holy Spirit. Ten days they waited. Ten days from today we will celebrate Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the church and the empowerment of of Jesus' people through the power of the gospel. It is the Holy Spirit through the word and the sacraments that produces believers, produces disciples. Sometimes the old King James, go and make disciples, seems to emphasize we have to do something. The command is simply, disciple the nations. For it's the Holy Spirit who calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth. Jesus has given us the content of the message, the gospel contained in the word and sacraments. We are to teach all things that Jesus has commanded us, to preach the word in season and out of season, when it's popular or as is increasingly becoming unpopular. We are to Proclaim the gospel which is the dynamite of God unto salvation to all those who believe. Jesus has called you to be witnesses. He's made you his people, his children. He's empowered you with the Holy Spirit. He's made you an ambassador for him. And this is part and parcel of your life as a child of God. Results are not always apparent, even in our own lifetimes. All you are called to do is to tell others about Jesus. Witness his life, his death, his resurrection, and his glorious ascension. Because Ascension Day is the coronation 
the crowning of Jesus as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he now lives and reigns, sits on the right hand of the Father in that position of power and glory. What about us? Like the disciples, sometimes we stand around looking what we should do. And the angel simply said, get busy. Because this Jesus who is visibly taken up from you will return in the same way. Jesus is coming again. And he will come as the victorious and ruling king. So we look forward in anticipation to Jesus' coming this ascension day as promised and as John said at the last chapter of Revelation it's our heartfelt cry even so Lord Jesus quickly come you're going to be leaving school in a little over a week again think of you're going out you're leaving whether you're going into a different school or whether you're preparing for the ministry or you received a call, whatever. You're like those ripples. Everywhere you go, the word of the Lord continues to grow. And it grows through your witness. God has equipped you. He's given you the blessings of your education here at Emmanuel. Now go. Go and witness to Jesus. Amen. We celebrate the ascension as we sing hymn 212 and we'll sing stanza 1 and stanza 7. Hymn 212.